Hello and welcome to another episode of Muggles with Melanin. As always, I'm Simone. And on today's episode, we're going to continue the conversation about Voldemort and white supremacy. So today I want to focus on the Ministry of Magic because I feel like the Ministry of Magic is a clear parallel to the U.S. government with its clear corruption, but like you know, blanket statement that it's not corrupt, even though everybody knows it is. And I feel like that's exactly what the the ministry was, is that it was so clearly corrupt and so clearly full of prejudice and full of people that would, um, you know, oppress others like the Malfoys and all of that. But claim that it was you know equal opportunity and it was you know for everybody in the wizarding world and all of that but knew that wasn't true and so I feel like with the ministry like throughout the whole series it's corrupt and it's full of people that are only furthering their own agendas and I feel like that's the government as a whole you know I feel like I feel like that's just politics in general, honestly. But um, I think the ministry was like, it was supposed to be like the safe haven of the wizarding world. Hence why in Deathly Hallows, when like um, Voldemort killed the minister, that's when like there was the immediate shift to like, oh, now evil has the upper hand, you know? When really it was always like that, but Voldemort was just like, I think I'm going to just say it out loud, you know, like make it plain so they know we not playing. And um, I think that that's what's been happening in the U.S. government for a while now, though, because I feel like it's always been plain to the people that are oppressed. But now it's becoming plain to the people that aren't, you know? And so um, I think that like with the statue, that was one thing that really stood out to me when I was watching the movies, the way that they did the statue in Deathly Hallows with the um, with the muggles being like crushed under the... And I feel like that's so powerful because it's like, it's something that would only happen in a book, you know, you think, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, considering there are Confederate statues all over the U.S. Like, that's not, like, they weren't advocating for fucking slavery, you know, but I digress. Um, The ministry. I feel like it very plainly was discriminatory. The Daily Prophet was discriminatory. And I feel like that's something that was showcased later on. Because before it was like, oh, the Daily Prophet, that's where you get all your news. And blah, blah, blah. And then later on, you find out that the Daily Prophet is actually very prejudiced. And they only answer to people that have money. And they will print whatever they want to print for the people that they support. Which at the time... When, you know, you weren't trusting the ministry, it was fudge and all of those people 
in the ministry that were like, Harry is a liar and all of Voldemort's not back and all of these things. And, you know, that's um, Fox News, you know. So um, I feel like the parallels, you know, it's like the jokes write themselves. Am I right? You know, because it's so clear the discrimination and it's like we can clearly look up these facts but you're still gonna say the opposite and you know what they're right they're right to do that because they know their audience and their audience is idiots that believe what they're reading anyway before they even read it or before they see it you know like people that were reading the daily prophet and didn't want to believe that Voldemort's back or were too scared to believe that Voldemort was back or didn't like the Harry Potter anyway or didn't like Dumbledore anyway are reading the Daily Prophet like, yep, I knew it. See, it says it right here. No need to further investigate at all, you know? And I feel like that's the same for Fox News, you know? It's like, it's like you said what? They're rioting because of what? Exactly. I knew it. No reason. They just want to steal, you know? And it's just, I feel like it's so ignorant that you have to laugh, you know? Laugh to keep from strangling somebody because races don't make me cry. Um, But anyway, I think that... Um, I think that the clearest oppression we can see is through Hermione, right? Because she's the muggle-born and the friend. And I feel like that's the clearest oppression we're going to get besides the whole actual slavery in the books, which is, you know, something that I'm going to talk about in a later episode because that deserves to be its own episode because it's just... That's crazy that that's in the books and it's like, it's never fixed, but it's just, we're, we're not going to talk about it right now. Another episode, we're going to talk about the house elves, but um, anyway, Hermione, I think that Hermione is like the clearest example we're going to get, mostly because there are almost no black people in the book, you know? Shout out to Dean Thomas and Lee Jordan, but they're the only ones, you know, and they're not important characters. Like they are very much side characters. Dean Thomas is there the whole time, but also his role isn't important at all besides being Jenny's boyfriend for like, for the main purpose of Harry being jealous so they can start their little bullshit relationship. But anyway... Hermione is the clearest um, example of the oppression and we can see it throughout the story of how it's affecting her and all of these things. And also it's like the main push for like, no, they're so wrong to think these things because we know Hermione as the readers, right? So Hermione, we see throughout the series of her like overcompensating to make up for like what people assume that she lacks being muggle born, right? And we see her 
try all of these things and do all of these things and be so amazing, but still be limited because she's muggle born. And people who, you know, are into like Harry Potter lore and all of these things, we know that she becomes minister of magic in the future, which is like, you know, amazing. And it's supposedly showing that the corruption in the ministry has been fixed. But as we know, that's not true because Obama, okay, still as corrupt as it was when he was in office, before he was in office, and now it's just as corrupt after he's out of office. So I don't think that that necessarily means anything. And I also think that the ministry as a whole was based in corruption and I feel that about most governments though because I feel like you appointing someone to have this much power over a people is innately corrupt so I feel like no matter what it's going to be corrupt in some sort of way but the ministry prejudice was just towards muggles and muggle-borns and I can, I think you can also see this through um, Mr. Weasley because he's looked at as so strange for even trying to embrace and learn about the muggle world. And I feel like for the wizarding world, it's like, yes, we have to hide our magic from muggles, but also that means that they're taboo and that means that they're bad innately. Because we have to hide from them, right? And that's why Mr. Weasley is looked at as so weird. And, you know, he's off because he's into all of these muggle things. And he's supposed to be like, you know, in the movies, he's supposed to be like the comic relief when he's asking about like rubber duckies and stuff. But in all actuality, he's the most accepting of the characters that we see because he's embracing all of these unknown things about muggles and not viewing them as like you know um othered or less than of course and um that's something that's not really touched on a lot but I think it should be but um I think with like with Hermione it's more so of Hermione is the good negro because let's because muggleborns are the black people of harry potter because there was like i said wasn't that many it was two black people in the series and they didn't really matter so hermione is looked at as like the best of the best of muggleborns right but i feel like Right, she's looked at as the, oh, she's the good Negro. So look, at she's amazing. Why would people be mean to her just because blah, blah, blah. But also, I feel like it's very important to state that you don't have to be smart or extra extraordinary to be um worthy of being treated like an equal human being. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't understand I feel like people get caught up in respectability politics because they feel like they have to prove their worth and I feel like that's something that's wrong with society innately is that people feel like they need to prove their worth in order to be treated 
like a human being. Like, no, we're all humans and should be treated equally just based off the fact that we're human, not because we work a certain job or we do a certain thing or we have certain knowledge, but just because we are people. And I don't know how we got here, but, you know, I just clearly that was on my heart. But um, Hermione, yeah, that's how we got here, because Hermione is the respectability politics because she's she's the smart one and she helps them out of all of their jams. And her um, and Harry, you know, whenever people are bringing up Muggleborns, it's always like my best friend's Muggleborn and she's the smartest person I know. It's like even if she wasn't, you still don't have a right to um, treat her any type of way or treat her like garbage because she's not. And um, I feel like that's not touched on enough in the in the books, like the respectability politics of it all, because I think that's like Hermione's character is to be the good muggle-born and she's so smart but she's muggle-born and that shows that muggle-borns can be super smart just like pure bloods and all of that and um I think that's dumb I think it's stupid and um I feel like the ministry as a whole had so many cracks in it before Voldemort came and Voldemort just um open them up you know he just he slipped he slithered in (laughs) y'all get it like slithering anybody anybody okay so I feel like he um exploited those cracks in the system because he's like y'all feel this way anyway so let me just slide up in here because of course we know about Malfoy but he's like the only one we know about so blatantly besides like Umbridge and Fudge but you know they're not uncommon and that's what we find out in Deathly Hallows considering all of the people that still work for the ministry and are still working under this oppressive regime is that um we find out that so many people feel this way and you know they just don't say it and um that's something very clear in our u.s government so many politicians we know feel this way but now they're getting a chance the opportunity to say it out loud without being scared of retribution of course now it's like it's kind you kind of get retribution now but barely if we're being honest and black people are still dying so really it's just it's all talk isn't it um and I feel like that's um and like I feel like the ministry had a lot of that before like the war in Deathly Hallows it was mostly like under wraps racism towards muggle-borns and like, you know, people not moving up, you know, I don't have any examples of that, but it's just something I feel in my soul is that they were already racist towards muggle-borns and people weren't being, um, they weren't getting the same opportunities that purebloods were getting. And, um, because people have held these prejudices, especially wizards, because wizards live for so long like because Dumbledore was like a thousand so I feel like because wizards live for so long anyway 
they're going to have these prejudices and people aren't going to be able to tell them or convince them to change their minds. Because if we look at Harry Potter, it's set in the 90s and they're, all of their stuff is literally so old. And like they still got lanterns and shit. Like people don't have light bulbs and stuff. So it's like they're dated anyway. So you know that they're stuck in their ancient mindsets of racism and that's not something that would change easily, which is why it was so easy for Voldemort to take over the ministry and, um, you know, convince everybody that he was right because he felt these things and he knew that they felt those things. And so he just gave them the free for all to do what they want, you know, and um, I feel like that's very similar to the U.S. government and what's happening with the Trump administration is like, he's just saying all the dumb and racist shit that they want to say anyway. And, um, yeah, I just feel like it was, it's a very clear parallel and it makes me sick, honestly, because it's like, you know, people read these books and like, they don't realize that they're the, they're the evil people that they look down upon in the books. And it's like, I don't know how people can be so unaware of the prejudice. Well, here's the thing. I don't believe that they're unaware. I just believe that they refuse to acknowledge it. And um, that's just something that um, it's a clear parallel between them. It's just people are like, this is how I feel. And now you're giving me the right to act on that. So that's what I'm going to do. Like with all of the people that were voting Muggleborns, um, voting for Muggleborns to have their magic stripped away and saying that they stole their magic and all of these things. They've always thought of, thought that, but then in Deathly Hallows, they finally had the chance to make a difference, you know, quote unquote. And, um, I feel like that's what's happening with our current administration is just like, now you have the chance to say what you want. And now, you know, People are saying what they want and you can now, I feel like it's now easier to pick out who's the evil people, you know, and like who are the death eaters and who's not. And, um, it's, it's like, it's a good and a bad thing, obviously, but now, you know, we know who to get in the revolution, right? Period. Um, but that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week. Maybe more on Hermione's character. Because I feel like the respectability politics of it is something really interesting. And I also have a lot of feelings about respectability politics when it comes to black people. Because people love to preach respectability politics to us. And it just, it grinds my gears. So yes, that's what I'm going to talk about next week. Hermione Granger and respectability politics. So tune in next week for that episode. Um, And thanks for listening, you guys. Love y'all. Bye.